Um, we're live. Okay, so again, <laughs> um, so basically, yeah, so the Disagreeables episode one, for those of you actually listening to this shit, it will make you laugh because this is the second take we've done on this episode. It's, um, not, it's not the last, let me tell you. Oh, bro, this is going to be fun. fucking hilarious. But anyway, so yeah, um, this podcast is all about like putting a bit of conversation into separate subjects that a lot of people don't know about and just having a bit of a discussion into how people wouldn't normally see a particular subject and as well like having different points of view and trying to find a middle ground and trying to work on solutions of things that society are not paying attention to and shit like that. Um, And just complaining about stuff in general, I feel like we're going to do a lot as well. Yeah, but for me, ranting about for ranting purposes not so much of the point but trying to find like with, with the serious topics trying to find a middle ground solution to it and you know if you want to rant about some bullshit yeah i mean like i'm not gonna say no to ranting <laughs> like you know what i mean but yeah cool so you wanted to talk we started talking a bit of on facebook big whistleblower um that came up a couple of weeks ago and yeah, just take it from there a bit, give a bit of context and I'll jump in into my perspective of that as well. Yeah. So, I mean, long story short is a few weeks ago, um, this Facebook so-called whistleblower came out, um, in front of the Congress, uh, saying that, you know, Facebook encourages, encourages, uh, online hate, um, encourages disinformation. Um, like when it comes to, not that so much encourages, but allows it allows it to stay alive on the network. Um, so like misinformation, like when it comes to vaccines and the election, and she's actually calling for more regulation uh, from the government, uh, which right. I always appreciated and loved whistleblowers uh, just because I don't appreciate and I don't love uh, like huge corporations and the government which the government is pretty much a huge corporation yeah um, and huge corporations are pretty much like governments not go- yeah. governments, like we're right? just talking so, now like some of them are actually big enough or bigger than actually some countries so. yeah well, well there's only like there's only a certain amount of countries in the world that are actually big enough uh to stand up to anything to stand up to any of the big big corporations yeah because uh, most of the countries like mine or yours uh like they they have no say when it comes to global matters at all. Yeah, like th- their countries are not gonna be influencing anything. They're pretty much set for fuel. Like they they're just there to follow other what other countries set for them and other companies set for them. There's not much they can. They don't have a lot of leverage, if you may. Yeah, exactly. And just and yeah, so just the whistleblower fact is that people are acting acting like they're shocked like they didn't realize that's what facebook was doing which mm. was obviously what they were doing i mean i don't know if it's all ob- because again um as we were talking the other day it's a lot of things that are obvious to us maybe are not obvious to everybody else yeah uh right like like i mentioned caligula it's like how many people do actually know who caligula was probably a limited amount yeah definitely but it's the same like how many people like you know people's it will be the same on the reverse, right? If you t- come to me and ask me, you know, like a couple of weeks ago, I didn't know who f- freaking Dua Lipa was. Like, I don't know how to pronounce the artist's name, but apparently she has like a massive amount of followers, like something ridiculous. And I didn't know who 
who that person was and like what kind of music she produced or what kind of music she did. And I was completely ignorant to her until like, yeah, like I, I will say I'm like a month ago or something when my niece showed it to me. And I'm like, I mean, I'm ignorant to it because I'm not, it's not something I'm normally into. Whereas know, but- people, it's the same. Like people, I guess like for us, these kind of things is common sense and common general culture. Like, you know, like read about World War One, read about World War Two, read about different things that have happened in history. Put yourself out there in terms of like finding out what Google, Facebook, Twitter, all these companies are doing to your privacy and how is that affecting your lifestyle and one way or another. So, you know, that's the point. It's like, how and also how far deep into the rabbit hole you want to go it's like the information if you want to find it is there it's just a question of people putting the time the effort and seeing the value and actually learning these things yeah which i again you know it's easy for us to say putting it in the time because we have the time to put it put in you know and mm. we have the drive to put in into it but people yeah. who work full-time jobs their families and you know maybe hobbies as well i assume that most people don't have the time to spend hours every single day just looking into into stuff like this you know yeah uh looking into like what actually happened on 9-11 you know uh i assume that not many people are actually doing that they're finding actually they're not looking for things to be upset about as much exactly and anytime anytime somebody kind of prompts up uh, kind of like a, a hint of something that is actually backed up nowadays. They, they call it a conspiracy and disregarded. And, you know, how many people at the beginning of the COVID pandemic were saying that it was probably, um, you know, the virus was probably lab made and everybody was like, that's insane. This is just nature, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then a year later, we're all in this boat where we now know that it was lab made. And still, well, people people it's, don't. It's it's not a hundred percent confirmed, right? But well, it's they say like it's very much most likely. Yeah, that exactly. What is okay? Fine. <laughs> like, know, what but, do you want? The guy from China with like to go know, into well, Congress? That's pretty much the only way that you can know a hundred percent. But that's never never gonna happen. No, right? Never gonna I, happen. I still yeah. know people who are like who still think that I'm crazy for suggesting it came from a lab, right? Yeah, so. And and that's and that like goes back into into the whole Facebook thing, right? And it's just social media in general, how they're they're censoring this information, right? Because just before, like even a few months ago, if you said that it came from a lab, uh, the the post would be censored, right? You you could be banned uh, if you say some anything against the vaccines, uh, you're out of there. Like Facebook literally came out and said, uh, we will not allow any. Any information that goes against the common, like the, the census mm. uh, of the moment, uh, they will not allow it, and they will immediately censor it. Right? That it, that's it just crazy for me, though. It, yeah, it doesn't matter that that those things change all the time, right? When the when the whole thing started, uh, what the health official said, you should not be wearing masks because they don't mm. help at all. Right? Yeah. So if you said that you're going to be wearing masks, you know that you might have been. Suggest, like censored as well, right? And now it's the other way around. So all these things change all the time. Uh, but it, Facebook has taken it upon themselves 
And again, like I'm just putting on Facebook. It's not only Facebook; it's all of them. Like Google as well. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like and Twitter as well. They're taking upon themselves uh, to decide to change the narrative, to, to change the narrative available what is to people. correct and what is not. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, and it's not just that they decide, but that's the primarily way uh, that a lot of people are actually receiving news about the world, right? So you're you're just closing closing it down for those people, and you're just basically again like you're just pushing this narrative that you decided on. Yeah, it might be the consensus of the government as well, uh, but it's not like the government hasn't changed its mind many, like many times, times. Yeah, even in, time. the past, in the past year, right? So there's no way of knowing that this exact way, uh, you know, this going to be the right thing one. Is, is yeah. true. It's, yeah. it's just what's What's true at the moment, right? And I'm using air quotes for true because even like scientists, they don't agree on many of the. But things that's a problem at the end of the day. Like I think, like that's where it, it changes radically. Is that even scientists, which are the people that should be guiding these kind of, you know, chapters in history, um, they're still trying to figure out themselves. Okay, we're very young into trying to learn um, a lot of things about COVID itself, for example. And, you know, they're just trying to get her around it and trying to make decisions as they go as well. And obviously, as they take decisions and do all these things, then the government of obviously, like, takes that narrative and pushes that narrative. And, you know, but there's a point, like, where you go and say, okay, this narrative, like I get it when the government is taking a side and it's going, okay, this is the side that we want to take. We want to push vaccines. Cool. Okay. That's your side. That That's the side that you want the nation to be at. Okay. Understood. But at the same time, you can't, you know, when you push it, like when <laughs> we're laughing about it, when we saw it on Joe Rogan, where like they put in the Biden video out when, the hurricane system was coming up and it was just like, you know, in order to be ready for the hurricanes, you, you know, the first thing is to make sure that you're ready um, to be vaccinated. And it's yeah. like, the fuck are you saying, mate? Like, oi, a hurricane is not going to care if you're vaccinated or not. It's not like you are like by being vaccinated, you can walk through the freaking wind. No, but you like, are, you know, you're not going to have to worry about COVID. Even though people who are vaccinated, they're still getting COVID. Um, absolutely. So that, absolutely. You know. And again, it's like it's such a it's such a young kind of you know development of vaccines and all that. It's just like normal vaccines take years or decades to be properly developed. And in this instance, we've been trying to rush pharmaceuticals to do it on a year. Okay, and don't get me wrong, they have a shitload of resources that normally you wouldn't have. Like, you know, like if you can compare to other vaccines that have taken decades to be done, it's because they didn't have the resources to be done quicker. Now you pretty much have all the resources of the world tr trying to seek a permanent solution for this. And yeah, it's just like, they're trying to understand. Yeah, yeah, obviously, okay. though, vaccines are not a permanent solution, though. That, that, is my, that is my big issue, is that they're trying to find a permanent solution, and it's nowhere near being that, right? And mm. just the fact that people, people, the same people who, even like, what, 
they started like what a year and a half ago, two years ago, the whole hoopla. Uh, so the same people who used to talk so much crap about the pharmaceuticals, uh, yeah. pharmaceutical industry, and the pharmaceutical companies, they're like they believe in them like they believe in God right now. Yeah, totally. uh, it doesn't matter that you know like Pfizer and Moderna, like these companies have paid like, millions and billions of dollars. Um, of lobbying, yeah. Of lobbying, and like it, like Pfizer is literally sponsoring all of the news networks, like CNN and NBC. That like they actually have ads ran by Pfizer, right? In the middle of their news. Yeah, but it's the same thing. Like I was talking to my brother-in-law about this, and he actually was the one that raised it up to me. I didn't know about this. So, if you think about a lot of these pharmaceutical companies, um. There, so for example, say cancer treatments, right? Now, cancer treatments are sold in different countries at a different price. Okay, although a lot of the package is subsidized by the government, because like in countries like Australia, you get healthcare, and you know, in a lot of other countries, you do as well. So it's subsidized by the government, right? But in a lot of countries that are not, or they cannot afford the whole thing, they, they're sold at a very different rate. So for example, they can go to America and say, okay, we're gonna sell you this product that, you know, this medicine that cures cancer, basically is chemotherapy, and it's gonna be $500,000, okay, per, per patient, okay? And then they grab that same product and they go to France, and France might go and say, okay, I cannot afford $500,000, but I can pay you 200000 and they're like, yep, I'll take it. Cool. Then they go to Israel and they go, okay, um, you know, 200,000, just as France. And Israel said, nope, can't do it. I can only pay you 100,000. And they go, okay, I'll take 100,000. So basically, <clears throat> it's a supply and demand. Like, it's not longer about trying to add value to society. They're just running a business. Okay. And they're running it very, very cutthroat. Like, we all know that pharmaceuticals are one of the most cutthroat industries out there because at the end of the day, your commodity is human lives. Yeah, well, like, it's, like, it's, for them, it's never been about, like, actually making... Society. Yeah. The, yeah, it's like, if the drugs that they're selling happen to help people out... Then it's, kudos it's to a nice them. It's a nice bonus, you know? It's, yeah, it's, it's cool. very cool. Uh, yeah. But other than that, they don't really care. Like, they've put medicines on the market that they know has severe side effects. That well, causes like the opioid crisis, like the opioid crisis is happening in America. So well, Pfizer was a big player in, right? Absolutely. But it's like, dude, you know exactly what opioids do, do to people. But you're not going to say that because they're being addicted to something like that you sell. So it's the same thing as like, the only problem with the war on drugs, or like illicit drugs, is that they're not profiting from it. If they would be profiting from it, they'll find like millions of different ways on how to use these illicit drugs. <clears throat> sorry, to to sell it and just make profit out of it. Just yeah, but it's it's not it's not just the opioids, right? They like yeah. there's been definitely medicines where they know that their medicine is causing like strokes or heart attacks or whatever, and mm. they still push it. You know, even 
And that happens when it's already on the market and they find out about it and they just keep keep it a secret. Or they sometimes they release the drugs even like even knowing that it has these side effects. But yeah. it's already been developed, so might as well make yes, some so. money. Yeah. Right. And then like, yeah, you're gonna have to pay some money back. Um, you know, uh, you're gonna pay like millions and you know, in some cases billions of dollars back to those affected. Uh, they're still coming out way on top, though. So why? And again, like now they're being treated like gods, like like a church, right? Yeah. Uh, like the, the saviors, <laughs> uh, the saviors of humanity. So so why not? Yeah, it will be the same as going to a bank and pretending that they're saving the world. So really, bro? Really? Yeah. Come on. Well, like-, like technically, technically, right? The pharmaceuticals should be better than banks, right? Because they, they, their service that they provide literally should be saving lives. But again, like, yeah, that's that's but they're for, not for too them, far from banks. For them, that's inconsequential. Like saving lives is un- inconsequential. Right? Yeah, it's Whether not their not- business. It's not their business plan. Their business plan is not about saving lives. Their business plan is about making money, which is. You know, fair enough. And yeah, I, absolutely. I, like, I'm not gonna say no. Like, I, I'm a capitalist. Like, I understand their point of view. No, but it's it's. You see, like that is why I think that is the one issue with capitalism, right? Yeah, that's absolutely. Why it's not. It's not. That's why I understand why people are, you know, becoming socialists and like going against capitalism. Is it's exactly stuff like this, um, where like companies sacrifice literally everything else. For the bottom line, yeah, right. Uh, where where this should be a line that of, you shouldn't okay. cross, yeah, yeah. There should be a line where you shouldn't cross, and like that's that is the only the only how part would you find who, how do you think? A, sorry, yeah. How do you think you can put that together though without regulating? Like, it needs to be a government regulation that comes in yeah, place well, and goes. That's what I I was gonna say as well. Is like that is literally the only issue that I'm well one of the very few issues that I'm actually good with regulations and right. F- FDA, but even FDA uh, in the States, it's God knows it, it's made their, their number of, of mistakes. And every, every year you see like, Oh, FDA is actually retracting, uh, you know, like taking this medicine off the shelves. Cause it, you know, it turns out the medicine has been on the shelves for 10 years and it turns out now that it causes like heart defects, right? Like, yeah, oops, right. We, we didn't know it at the time. We didn't notice, right? So, and, and the fact that like, again, these companies are pushing their, their vaccines and like Pfizer is pushing for boosters, which obviously, of course they are. Because every booster yeah, is going in, money is going into their pocket. <laughs> and then like people are like, oh, well, you know, like FDA has approved it. So it must be good. It's like, yeah, but FDA has approved a lot of things that ended up killing people as well. Yeah, and uh, it's the same with the WHO as well. Like, you know, WHO has no idea exactly. Like, they're playing a political party as well. Like, you know, like, all these institutions are supposed to be there to control private organizations from doing things that they shouldn't be doing. But at the same time, they have become a private institution themselves. And by doing, like, people actually migrate they go they go from from these institutions they go from fda fda they go and become ceos of pfizer oh, Pfizer's. right yeah. and then people from pfizer they go into the government right so it, it's a constant 
rotation of people, of those same people. And then they're trying to pretend that it's not going to have an effect on their judgment, which obviously it will. It will, and of course. Again, like, I understand why it happens, because if you spend two decades working for FDA, you know the pharmaceutical industry inside and out. And yeah. you are very qualified to become the CEO of Pfizer, let's say, right? Or like yeah. any, any of the big pharmaceuticals. Uh, but at the same time, it's going to influence uh, the decisions to make greatly. And there's, there's this fine line that, that we need to find um, to, to, where, to where we were allowing people to move from, from one job to another, right? Because it's, it's their right to do so. Uh, but we have to find a way of it like stopping, uh, stopping the bad decisions that those people are going to make. Yeah, uh, because from actually starting. Yeah, well, it's the same thing. Like if you get somebody from the SEC going and working for a bank, yeah. it's like, well, this person is being hired to basically go around the loopholes of the SEC to get away with anything that they can in the bank. And you know, aside of me, it's like you know, if you are smart enough to get around the government, then kudos to you. But at the same time, it's like they they should have a limit to these things. Like, you know, pharmaceutical companies, banks, you know, information companies and technology companies like Google and Facebook. It's like the same thing. It's like privacy, right? It's like nowadays, it's like privacy has become a commodity. So like the government is not even stopping this companies from going into people's lives. Why? Because they can actually buy the information back from that private company. Well, so in the end, they don't even need to buy it. They just ask for it and the companies will give it to them. Yeah. Most, most of, of them, them would actually. Yeah. Which is, right. which is literally the only, the only point that I respect Apple for is that they are going against it. Is that if a government comes to them with a, with an uh, iPhone that they took from a terrorist and asks them to unlock it, the Apple will say no because it's a privacy concern. And that is... Is that is that a, still applicable like yeah. to nowadays? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Right. Which, which is... That's pretty which, big. Which That's is pretty big. For me, and a lot of people think that it's wrong, but for me, that that is the biggest selling point. That they should, they, if they actually had a... A product, product that I liked more because I don't just don't like the product themselves, yeah. right? But the way they approach privacy issues, uh, I respect that quite a bit. Yeah, fair enough. I didn't know that. I mean, I kind of heard about it, but I didn't know it was to that extent that they will actually like put it and say, "Well, no, like you can't." Yeah, well, at, at the same person. time, they're like, oh, well, now, you know, our AI is going to scan your photos in the phone just in case. Yeah, like I was saying to you, that's why I was a bit, a bit like, what, really? Even though they got a fucking algorithm going through the whole pictures. I know, but I mean, all the companies have the algorithms. And again, like, it's it's a complicated issue. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm very much not a fan of any algorithms going through my photos. <laughs> uh, that's why I don't have any photos of me yeah exactly i was just gonna say i don't take too many pictures either so 
I think like out of all the people, we are pretty safe on that. But yeah, you can never be safe enough, though. Yeah, okay. And and I know that I know a lot of a lot of people who are like, yeah, but like, who cares about your information? The government doesn't care. And like, yeah, maybe. But I feel like over the past decade, um, with with Google and Facebook, I feel like, and I don't know if a lot everyone realized that, but I, I mean, it's pretty obvious that the most valuable thing in the world right now is data. Data. Right? Yeah, data data for sure is like it's the biggest commodity in the world at this point. Yeah. So even for like sure. so even if I don't really have much to hide, uh they can find a lot of use for it. And I'm just not really into But it's not it's not about today, right? Like we might not be hiding anything today. But you know what happens if for some reason, you know, you know, one of us becomes like CEO of a company and what's not, right? We've done some pretty fucking stupid mistakes in our lives. Which okay? who who hasn't? You know? Who hasn't? But it's like with data being a commodity, they can dig into this and find out one thing that you've done and that will crush you. And it's like not necessarily crush you, but it will definitely you will take a hit. Okay. And you've seen it on political parties, you've seen it on political candidates, and you've seen it more and more on, you know, just, you know, when recruitment nowadays, HR is like, you can ask anybody, it's like about 80% of the HR work is probably going through your social medias. And it's like, what does that have to do with anything? It's like, because they're I'm judging, good, I'm, yeah, you're judging your character. Yeah, you but it, like, and again, like social media is nothing but but what you want to protect of yourself, right? It's not your true self, like or, or even if it is, it's not your whole self. You don't put out there everything you do and how you feel at every point in your life and how you do work. Like a lot of people put like cute pictures and of them in a beautiful relationship. And guess what? I'll bet you fifty bucks that if they're doing that, their relationship is probably on thin fucking ice. I mean, okay. most relationships are on thin ice, and but for me, it's like that. Are they all? Yeah, <laughs> for me, it's not. That's not the, the issue, but it's like them going through it, and it's like, okay, well, this guy, you know, is a conservative, so we can't yeah. hire him. You know, this guy. Exactly. It's like if we, if we like, if we had social media and we would have put it like a Trump support like post. And we try to get a job in corporate Australia nowadays, we probably wouldn't get the job just because of that post. Yep, exactly. And I know there's a very limited amount of people who I talk to who are, who are actually okay, like who are not taken aback uh, by my like political beliefs. Uh, you know, uh, again, like su- supporting the things that I support. Whenever I, I tell people about it, which doesn't happen too often. But most, especially in Australia, uh, people are, people are really taken aback and like, how can you, you know? Yeah, it's like and, like, like I'm like I'm some sort of savage. Like I'm I'm like sort of like actually like a serial killer. Uh, <laughs> for me, for me, what is amazing, like what amazes me is that, you know, you can go and say, you know, you can talk to somebody and say, well, I'm a conservative to some extent. And I am a capitalist to some extent, but here I am. I'm happy to discuss my points of view and discuss discuss yours as well. And can you know? 
I do agree that capitalism is flawed. And I do agree that at the same time that socialism is flawed. There needs to be something in between. And it's a question of having this communication of sitting down and talking about that. Or the same thing with conservatism and liberalism. It's like there needs to be a halfway through point where we can all join together and kind of work towards something better. But the problem is people don't want to have that conversation. People are just like so, so tight about everything else. It's like at the minute you say that you're a conservative person, politically speaking, they they go at you like you are the one that signed the war in Afghanistan or you are the one that fucking did all these terrible things. And it's like, first, that wasn't me. Second, that's not what I'm saying. It's like, I do believe that some things in a liberalism, political standpoint of view, I don't agree with that. And the only political party that at this point kind of resembles what I really would like to have is, you know, conservatism. And it's like, for example, personally, I'm more in the middle. And I think you're too. Like, we're both like relatively in the middle. Like, yeah, there yep. is good things in here. There is good things in here. And we should try to work both to, both of those. And there's bad things in both as well. Ah, uh, fuck yeah. But it's the same point as well. Like, I hate this whole argument of you need to destroy the system to rebuild the system. If you try to, re- to destroy a system, what you're going to find is the system is going to fight back. Okay. Usually if you put somebody against a, a, a corner, they're going to come out swinging. Yeah, but like, it's not just they're going to come out swinging, but at this point, like the system is just too big to fail. Uh-huh. Right? So there's literally nothing. That's you what can I was going to say. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's like, if you put like a system that is as big as this system against the wall, I don't think there's a lot of things that they wouldn't do. Like, we already know they're happy to torture people. Like, government agencies are happy to do that. You know, they're happy to freaking throw gas at you and throw water through, you know, cannons at you for all days and weeks and months. You know, that's not their problem. They're going to do what they need to do to keep the power. Um, But I think it's like the point is to try to, to fix it within it from the inside. And what it scares the shit out of me though, is like there has been some people that have the the resources and also have the the thoughts and the thought process and the ideas to make a change. But you see them change. Like halfway through their political career, all of a sudden as soon as they started getting some power, their ideas completely change. I don't know if it's because they they sit down with somebody that has more power than them and they're like, okay, if you want to keep going, growing your career, this is what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to sacrifice these ideas of yours. And they agree with it or I don't know what it is. Like, I feel I like that plays a big part and I feel like what plays a big part is just when you get into it and you actually feel, you know, you actually get a sense of power yourself. Uh, yeah. Like that's obviously going to change you, you know? And that yeah. for me is like pretty much all politicians have you know have changed uh, from what he started like all of them is except for probably bernie like bernie sanders is he's the one been who, so fucking consistent he's been so consistent like, but at the same time he's such a pushover 
right? And which yeah. I, I really respect the cons- consistency. And I was actually like, you know, both elections, I was actually like looking forward to Bernie winning because he was different. And yeah. I just wanted to see how different would look, even if it's socialist and even if I'm not huge into socialism. Um, I just wanted to see how it would work because I know like the president, in the end of the day, the president doesn't have that much power, right? So yeah. he's not making all of these decisions. Um, but again, like he got pushed over. He got pushed over by uh, by Clinton in the previous election. And now yeah. this year he got pushed, pushed over by Biden. And he just took it. And he just... In, you know, endorse them and, you know, just told them, told all of these followers to go and, and vote for those people um, yeah. that are actually just going to do the same thing that Bernie is against, you know, and that really, that really soured me on Bernie. And, um, you know, even if he, if he's alive to run for next election, which God knows he's really old. <laughs> yeah, they're all old. old. Yeah, they're dude. old, goddamn old. 100%, which, which man. Even, like, obviously, like, in American elections, like, it's crazy how the political, like, um, leaders are so old. Um, but I think, like, also the political system want to keep them old because that's what they've been working with for so long. Those, you know, those people that are, like, built like that, like, they grew up. Yeah, well, they grew grew, up, grew grew into it, and like yeah, exactly. you know, they are they are actually like controlling stuff. And you know, like uh, after all these years in power, you the powers that are actually controlling stuff, they know that they control these people as well, right? Yeah. And it's 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 always when you have like a young person coming in, it's always taking a risk, right? It's just like with the. I mean, obviously, there's. I feel like it's going to be a growing number of younger people. Um, it's it's growing now and it's going to grow so more in the future. Just because mm. I feel like a lot, like young people are getting more into politics now than they, they ever did. Um, I think like they are getting more into politics and yes and no. Like they are getting more politically aware, but they are not also pushing against anything that they do not stand for. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, yeah, sure. I'm aware that this is might not be the best solution ever, but I'm also not going to do anything about it. And yeah. I'm like, right. But, but the fact that they're following it more, uh, it means that you know uh, they will want to see uh, young people now as well, right? Because mm-hmm. obviously, if you're a, an older voter, you want to vote for older people, right? Because yeah. that's who you relate to. And you know, if the young twenty-year-olds. I'm sure they would be a lot more more into voting for someone young like like uh, AOC, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, just because she's young and she has the energy, and people think that they can relate to her a lot more than they can to a 78 year old guy. You know? Yeah, and at the same time, like that's why people like Biden get people that are cool to you know like endorse them, like you know movie stars and stuff like that, like. Now, hopefully, hopefully, like people can see through that and actually uh, follow. Let me stop you right there. They can't. People can't see through anything. Oh my god! <laughs> I cannot believe. Like, I really cannot think of somebody not seeing through that. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. For me, it's so fucking obvious. Like, if you're getting a bunch of movie stars to say what and repeat, like little idiots what you want them to say 
that raises a flag for me. I know, but at the same time, you know, you don't care about movie stars. But people, whenever yeah. they see a movie star, you know, there's people who lose their minds, right? They stand in hours to, to just stand in hours in, in line just to meet them. And they follow their social media and, you know, they listen to their songs and they dress like it. They do everything like those people, right? So mm-hmm. they don't look into it at all. Uh, as, as soon as they hear that Beyonce is endorsing like Biden, they're like, sweet. I guess yeah, I know Biden who I'm voting is, for. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like, same with, you know, like you had a lot of them actually, like, um it was crazy but yeah like you know it's just sad that people can just see through that you know like like i was saying there's a bit of like a interesting point where the narrative is being pushed down your throat where that raises alarms and they should raise alarms like if you have somebody trying to win votes by getting people that are that have a huge amount of audience then that means that they couldn't win because of their ideas. I mean, like, look, it's it's fair enough because again, like every election is just a popularity contest. Yeah. Right. So if whatever 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 chip you can play uh, to get, you're gonna have that, to play that, it. Yeah. yeah. Which is like the celebrities are not even like necessarily used by by the politicians. Celebrities they just go for it themselves. They just like. They want that attention of endorsing someone else because uh, that's going to make them look good as well, right? Right. Um, so it's all, I don't know, it, it all goes goes in circle. Like everyone just wants to look good. Like yeah. people, and again, like going back to our name, like people don't want to disagree with stuff, especially with the like general consensus, right? Uh, people just want to like flow and, you know, again, like, there used to be a time when conservatives um, conservatives were the ones censoring stuff, and they were they were more they they weren't so into uh, listening to ideas as liberals were, right? Yeah. Now now liberals can't take hearing anything that they don't agree with. But that's the point. At the end of the day, like you we were just saying just now, it's like as soon as you get a bit of power you become what you were criticizing. Yeah, but it's not necessarily just power because, again, like, both of, these, both of the parties, like, both sides, they go in and out, right? It's, yeah. No one side is in, like, running the show all the time. I mean, there are countries and there are, like, states in the United States that are just always conservative or always liberal, right? Um, yeah. But the, most, of, most of the places... Uh, most of the countries in the world, like it's gonna, it's gonna sh- switch. It's gonna shift between being conservative and liberal, just because, like, obviously, like, yeah, a liberal comes in, it fucks things up. It's like, okay, we need a conservative now to, to, to ride the ship. And I think then- that there's two misconceptions at the end of the day, and this is from a global standpoint of view as well. That, that I do think is that first is like even in Australia as well, like the the tendency of a president is like four years, basically, right? Yeah. yeah. And in four years, you're not going to make much changes. Like, you can try to do as many changes as you can, but you're pretty much, the first year, first two years, 
you're trying to roll with the decisions of the, your predecessor, okay? Yeah. And trying to fulfill the contracts that he put in and trying to fulfill all these things that he did. And then you have another two years. Well, basically, you have one year to actually get shit done and the other year to run for to, yeah to run for for president again and for me it's just like a bit ridiculous to to think like in four years you're actually going to make a change in a in in a country especially nowadays i think like a lot of the ways that we think politically speaking from a global standpoint of you not talking about america anymore it's it's very old school it's very old-fashioned it's very very you know, it worked for a bit, but things need to change. People need to go and say, okay, these things are not... And this is because the world is changing so rapidly. Like, there's so many things happening at the same time that thinking that an old-school legal system, political system, and economical system is going to be able to keep up with it is completely fucking out of the question. It's just not gonna happen yes and that's why you're seeing a lot of things falling apart is because this infrastructure behind the country cannot keep up with what's happening and that's it it's period that's that's the bottom line it's like you need to start thinking about how can you adapt this infrastructure to keep up and not only keep up but grow into what's pro- about to happen problem with infrastructure as well is like it's it's so ingrained into everyday life that yeah. it's it's impossible pretty much impossible to change and even if, even if it's failing people are just so used to it uh that there's not much that can be done really uh apart f- you know because most people don't want radical changes Right, and obviously, like at, at this point, like even in the last like what twenty years, life has changed so radically. Uh, but we're oh. just we're still doing everything the way we did uh, back then. Exactly. And, yeah, but whenever you suggest huge change, and again, like people, there's huge changes in some things, and that are not necessarily going to work out well as well. Uh, so it's 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 a fine line always. Especially when it comes to like things that are this big, yeah, it's a fine line of finding the right the, balance, the things that need to change and how to change them. And I mean, there's a there's a thing to be said for for keeping things the way they were because uh, some things they just work, you know. Yeah. Like some things they they were made quite well, and you don't necessarily need to break it all down and build it up again. Yeah. No, as I said, I'm not a fan of doing that. Of again, it's just a question of like growing what you have and start tweaking it and going, okay, how can we make this better? Okay, how can we use this in a better way, or how can we use the con- the economy in a better way, or how we can prevent these things from an economical or healthcare point of view from happening again, or how can we make people instead of divide to unite and how can we make people instead of looking at somebody that is from like it's a beautiful thing when Rogan said it's like it's crazy how people are married to their ideas it's like dude you are not your ideas like 
if you cannot sit down and rethink your way of thinking and rethink how you approach your life because your parents told you how to do something or your teachers told you how to do something and you feel that the foundation of life is threatened by you changing, you're completely mistaken. You're going to still wake up tomorrow. Life is still going to go on. You're just going to try to change. And that's all you need to do is like at the end of the day, us as a society is like to sit down and go, okay, we all know our fucking problems. We all know them. Like some know them better than others. Like people like you, people like me might be a bit more aware of our own personal and also society level problems, but nobody is completely ignorant about it. You know what I mean? It's like, well, you know, cool. Now we can all agree this, these are some of the problems and we need to start working on them, period. Yeah, but another thing, it's people, people, there's a lot of problems people consider problems and then the other side it doesn't consider a problem, right? So mm -hmm. it's, it's a problem to like half of the people and the other ones, they don't see it as a problem at all. Uh, and that just makes, again, that just creates this war mentality of them versus us. And yeah. Right. Which again, like especially nowadays, like society has been so divided. Like everything just seems to be like black or white, black or black. You know, it's just like Jesus. And coming from me, dude, like I'm a pretty pragmatic guy. For me, everything's fucking black or white. I'm like, that is the one thing that shouldn't be black or white. Yeah. And you just, know, yeah. It's like, Continue. Yeah. No, no, it's just like, you know. That is the one thing that I do think that we need to see it on the gray. Say like you should not judge people because of the way of thinking. You should not close their opinions. Like coming back um, full circle on the Facebook thing, it's like you said it on the first recording actually, um, that all these platforms are meant to be platforms for people to put their opinions. Not for the platform to push a narrative. Yeah, they're supposed to they're supposed to encourage uh, the conversation. Debate. The debate. Uh, yeah. And it actually is very much the opposite right now. Uh, which is which is why you don't have social media and I barely, barely use it. Uh, yeah. And just and going back as well, um, people like looking into looking into the issues and and having the conversation with other people, like I feel like that is one of the reasons why we're like doing this thing that we're doing yeah. right now. Um, yeah. It's just because uh, God knows um, we, and you said like we're more aware of the problems uh, that are happening in this world. Uh, but I always, I always consider myself that I don't know really anything. Oh, we don't and compared so, to other people as well. Like, there's people that really know the shit. Yeah, like, I have conversations with people, and like, yeah, I like to think that I'm very smart, but then I know that in the end I'm not. And just doing this, just doing this conversation, um, it's gonna going to encourage us uh, to look more deeply into into most a lot more things that are happening today, right? And you know, like some of the. The conversation we had today was started with one thing and it went pretty much through everything. Yeah, um, I feel like you know conversations in in the future might 
be more cer- certain centered around a certain topic uh you know and we, we and we can dive deeper into it we just need to you know do a lot more research about a certain thing yeah it's like that and i think it depends on the topic that we might be wanting to talk like i think like we didn't have a lot of like major topics to to go through and so that's and a lot of topics for us are intertwined so like nowadays you know all these you know like the whistleblower we could have taken it into like whistleblower policy from a united states point of view or we could have taken it several different like ways but i think like at the end of the day it's just you know everything is intertwined so it made sense to go into so many of the things that we did and you know and i I feel like in the future we will go into the (laughs) more of the whistleblower policies because that is that is one of my like the thing that interests me the most and that concerns me the most is the way that whistleblowers are being treated. Um, so right. what, like, got, I will definitely delve deeper well, into it. We can it put a book, bookmark on that one. I'm definitely come back to it. Um, I'm going to have to fucking build up a, a bit of research because I have no clue on the legal statutory or any, like literally anything about it. Like, I will, you know, like, well, like Assange or Snowden are considered considered like traitors to the country. Yeah, right? yeah. Which, like that, I feel that I feel is absolutely harsh. That is, that is insane to me. That's insane. Like th- they're not doing anything but pointing, uh, pointing out the th- the things that the government is actually doing wrong, and yeah. like and disastrous. You know, wrong. for for me, what is crazy is that people like Assange have taken the heat for so many things. And yet, if you look, most people don't know who the fuck Lasanche is. And well, what just he's like done. you, you don't even know what his name is. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Assange, not Lasanche. Assange, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm immigrant. What? Well, fuck you. Uh, but it's like, you know, it's just crazy to think that, you know, we leak the WikiLeaks and all that is just like, they've done so much for for people, they put so much information out there. But people are barely interested in that. Like Thanks. the normal day-to-day people. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, this guy is basically handing this information to you on a silver platter and telling you you should question your government. And people are like, eh, who are you to tell me what to do? The government is the best thing ever. And I'm exactly. like, I'm exactly. like, really? Yes. Really? Okay. Sure. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. So it takes it takes effort to question the things that you're being told, and people just don't, don't want to. And again, like a lot of people, they just don't have the resources when it comes to even time to delve into it and to question these things. And just the amount of information that is coming everyone's way, you know, like like the Pentagon released uh, information that you know UFOs are real. And nobody even cared, like not even for a day, you know. Yeah. So with the amount of with the, with the amount of news and information coming every single day, it's 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 very very hard to pick up one topic and actually care about it for more than a week, and actually follow up on things because there's going to be another thing happening next week, and you have to follow up on that one as well. Yeah, like it's just crazy, like. That's why, like, a lot of people don't 
like especially political um like people and stuff like that like presidents are like you do something wrong today people are gonna forget about it in a couple of weeks yeah but then they're very very like the first ones to come bring back something you did 20 years ago yeah you know it's yeah. like oh as long as their personal interest is there yeah. yeah remember this thing that you put out there the thing that you said <laughs> like yeah. yeah well i said you remember it, that dui that you had when you were 18 years old fuck yeah i said <laughs> I, you remember the thing you said when you were 12 i'm like yeah okay you yeah know, like, i know yeah. i know that a lot of the things that i think and believe in have changed drastically even in the last five years um not to mention and, the last and they should they should change like we evolve like as human beings, you need to change your mentality. Otherwise, you're stagnating. You're stuck. You're done. Yeah, and like obviously, like not everything needs to change because like some things, you know, some things you might believe in they're actually true, so you can stick with it. But yeah. you're never gonna believe in. Not all of your opinions are gonna be true at all times. So you need to be open to actually list hearing pe- people out and listening and taking the information in and changing your mind. Yeah, like if you're able to actually sit down with yourself and actually go through your own thought process and actually change your thought process, then you're, not, you're ahead of everybody else. Yeah, which is but, again, I feel like one of the it's one of the goals of the of this of podcast, this yeah. of the disagreeables is to I don't know probably not change anyone else's mind because no one is going to listen to this. Yeah, uh, but maybe <laughs> we're changing our own. Maybe yeah. To, yeah, find things that to change our own mind and just to educate ourselves. Uh, yeah, like I said to you, like at the end of the day, like for me, it's like if anybody else is thinking out to it, fantastic, that's great. But it's for personal self fucking education. Yeah, it's just like yeah to make it to make to make it feel like it's <laughs> worthwhile reading uh, reading articles until like four in the morning. Yeah, I'm not. I'm yeah. not gonna say that I'm gonna sit down at 4 a.m. in the morning listening to a podcast, but you know, feel free to do it yourself. Well, you <laughs> might not be taking this as seriously as I am. Okay. Oh, bro, I don't think yeah. shit's here, so you know that. <laughs> That's yeah. who I am. <laughs> uh, bro, I think we'll wrap it up. It's one hour in. So um, I feel like it's a. I feel like it's a good start, and it only took us two, two takes, which is pretty solid. It's pretty solid. Uh, now we're just gonna have to deal with the post production shit, but yeah, uh, yep. Yeah easy man but yeah let's try to like find actually some subjects and we can deep a, a bit deeper into that that will be pretty interesting see yep. what comes up in the next couple of days we'll yep. hit each other and, up and if anyone is listening to this podcast 20 years from now or like whatever like 2030 <laughs> uh, when we have a hundred million followers then you know you are Bro, the G. if you're, i, you're if the I G. have even one follower i'll be impressed <laughs> Yeah, I would say like my mom might be a follower, but my mom doesn't speak English, so I don't think she will <laughs> really be. I think it. like the only people that are gonna follow this is probably like it's probably no one. Like I'll follow no, it, no one. follow it. Yeah, like literally, literally, e- literally, even the friends that we talk to, like I don't see them listening to this for an hour and every week. No, like maximum, like you can probably say like K, and she will like listen for like fifty minutes, laugh her ass off, and stop. <laughs> Yeah, like I wouldn't even recommend this first episode because you know <laughs> it's, it was great. It's just, I thought it was great. It's just ram- <laughs> rambling, and you know. Oh, anyway, shit. all right. Take it easy. Take We're it out. easy. Keep it real. Bye bye.